The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Lembit Opic on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to the Lembit Opic show in this third hour. We're going right across the pond to the United States of America to talk about Joe Biden, Donald Trump and war uh, with a political uh, commentator, uh, John Fine, a friend to TNT. Before that, though, I want to think about two things. Uh, One is again about war, and we'll touch on this again. Uh, It looks now, according to Reuters, that uh, the United States sent a private message to Iran about its attack on the Houthis. Now, the Houthis have been active, it seems, in the oceans, causing trouble for commercial uh, shipping and causing very large detours uh, for much of that shipping uh, around the Cape of Good Hope, I think it is. So right down, adding maybe 10 days or even a fortnight to the journey. But what does it tell us when it turns out that the United States is talking directly to its presumed enemy, Iran? I have to say, I've got lots of Iranian friends, I'm very fond of them. Uh, Does it mean that the whole thing's a show? Uh, we've been just talking with Abby Roberts, a fellow TNT presenter. She starts her show tomorrow morning, uh, 0800 GMT, about the World Economic Forum. I want to pose two questions to you. First of all, to what extent do you believe that we're not governed by democracies? We're governed by a cabal, by an autocracy, a convenient convergence of world leaders and world business people and unelected people who decide what's best for us. Everything from the COVID vaccinations and lockdowns right through to what we should be doing about climate change. Now, the uh, World Economic Forum will get a lot of coverage, uh, especially on TNT, where we'll try to call it out for what it is. And I suggest to you, my second point, that we're in a dangerous situation. We're in the ironic position of living in a Western society, in the case of the United Kingdom in America, which is actually not very democratic at all. We criticize China for being a dictatorship. We criticize Russia for being uh, led by one man with a very powerful uh, leadership. Uh, Vladimir Putin, whether you like him or not, he's clearly got great sway in that country. And yet we ourselves subject our societies to a very similar kind of edict. You only have to look at how COVID was handled to understand that not only were we subject to a gigantic global human medical experiment, but the very people who imposed it upon us didn't believe in it themselves. Witness the parties in the Prime Minister's residence in the United Kingdom, Downing Street, Note the fact that the then Secretary of State for Health, Matt Hancock, was caught on camera breaking his own lockdown. So also a senior advisor to the government who paid no heed to the lockdown he himself was promoting. It was the case that either they felt their seniority made them immune to this killer disease, or that the whole thing was fake to begin with. Or at the very least, they didn't believe what they were telling us. Here at TNT, we try to give you the facts. We try to give you enough information to make an informed decision for yourself. What we don't do is dress up opinions as facts. 
and we don't try to propagandize you in a particular direction. Putting all that together, I think what we will see at the World Economic Forum, if you look at it for what it is, another attempt to propagandize us in the direction that these putative leaders of the world want us to go. Add to that, of course, the enormous irony that thousands upon thousands of people will fly there to discuss the climate emergency, just as they flew to Dubai to discuss why we shouldn't fly. And you begin to see hypocrisy writ large, in my opinion, on the faces of those who think they are above the very laws they impose upon the rest of us. I wonder what you think. Go to the TNT site, share your views. If I've got time, I'll get those comments aired here. And if you've got questions for our American commentator, that would be great too. I want to also suggest one other thing. If you do like the attempt at free speech, which I think we're successfully endeavoring on here, tell others to join us too. As Abby Roberts, my fellow TNT presenter said, we are fighting back against the legacy media. They, don't, they may not like it, but free speech is meaningless unless you let people say what they think without editing the bits you don't like. All of that coming up in the next 15 minutes of the Lambertopic Show on TNT. The facts, no spin or agenda. Not enough with the lies, we need the facts. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, joining me now is an American who is the personification of freedom of thought and education. A man who, over the last years, has professionally educated himself in politics. It's John Fine. John, good morning to you. What time is it where you are? Uh, it is uh, six in the morning. Thanks for getting up. You were either sleeping in your suit or you've got up even earlier to make sure I you got up ready. early and got ready. Yes, I did. <laughs> you look fantastic. I don't think you'd want to see me. I don't think you'd want to see me in my pajamas. <laughs> It could go viral, but I'm glad you spared <laughs> us that one. <laughs> um, tell us about your degree. It's right slap bang in the center of what we want to talk about today. Tell us about why you studied it and what it was. Well, the why was because I'd actually had considered running for office uh, here in the United States. And uh, it, it was also to help. Uh, I, I belong to an organization and it was to help with that organization. It's an NGO, and uh, I'm involved in their politics. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to learn about politics through an accredited school, so that I'd have at least some good education on on it. And I wasn't just coming off the top of my head with information that uh, that wasn't true. I mean, we see that in politicians all the time here in the United States, they'll say something and it, it turns out to be totally phony. And and you can obviously tell that they don't know what they're talking about. So uh, I didn't want to be in that kind of situation. So uh, that's why I got into it. So you're a political scientist and also a writer. This must be a very interesting time for someone with your qualification and your interest in academic study, because I know you've commenced on another degree now as well. What do you make of Joe Biden's, let's call it, courageous intention to stand for another four years 
as president? <laughs> well, I think it's a mistake. Uh, I, I think that the Democratic Party does not want Joe Biden to run. Um, uh, I think that they're going to try to push him out. I heard on TNT radio just this week where there might be a dark horse coming, uh, uh, which would be Michelle Obama. They might try to, and you know, they did, they did uh, uh, Barack Obama the same way. Uh, he was sort of a dark horse. Uh, he was an unknown when uh, they they presented him, and they presented him like kind of late. I thought kind of late in the game, and and he he was unknown. Nobody knew him, you know. They were, and and but they they uh, you know they they increased his portfolio really fast, really quick. Got him out there in front of the the general public, and he got a lot of support a lot of really fast uh, i remember looking trying to look him up online uh when i first heard about him and i couldn't i couldn't find that much information on him i could find plenty of information on donald trump but i couldn't find much on Barack obama and i was like well if i don't know this guy i'm not going to vote for him and so i i voted for donald trump of course but uh yeah it's so, so uh, the reason I'm particularly interested in talking with you is because uh, not just yesterday, but during the week, Joe Biden has been making quite a lot of comments about airstrikes against the Houthis and seems to be in direct communication with Iran. Now, this is confusing because on the one hand, he's damning Iran for supporting the Houthis. On the other hand, he's doing what, what I think is a sensible thing, trying to build a relationship with Iran. What is his international foreign policy when it comes to uh, the conflict in the Middle East? And we'll come to it in a moment, the conflict in Ukraine. Well, you know, that's interesting because it, 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 it's been very hard to determine what his policy is. I mean, he's, he's not clear. I mean, he's uh, he did the same thing in, uh, for Israel. At one time, at one point he's supporting Israel. Next point he's supporting the Arab nations. Uh, he, he's 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 he keeps flip flopping from one to the other, and I, I don't. It's like he's trying to play both fields and seeing which one's going to work out best for him. I don't know, you know. And of course that, yeah. Go ahead. And I'll finish your point. Then I want to ask you about Ukraine. But it, 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 it all boils down to whatever his foreign policy advisor is telling him. But uh, and, and honestly, I don't think that Biden himself is uh, uh, intellectually capable of even coming up with a good decision. I don't even think he's making the decisions. I think mm -hmm. that his staff is making those decisions and he's getting credit for it um, personally. Because uh, yeah. I heard too so, many so, stories about he, that he's not that he's losing his cognitive abilities. Yes, and of course he's known as the gaff machine, and uh, he's a gift that keeps on giving, particularly to comedians. The thing about it is, though, John, <laughs> we've now looked at uh, uh, the Gaza situation: twenty-three thousand plus dead, very large proportion of them women and children, people who are non-combatants. 
And Biden, as you say, seems to be running with the fox and the hounds there, uh, but not very effectively. It doesn't look like uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is listening to him at all. But now, while that's happening, everyone seems to have lost interest in his old mate, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, who's been left high and dry. Uh, why has Biden gone off the boil with, with uh, the Ukrainian conflict? Or how, is that just my perception? Uh, well, I think they're, well, personally, I think they're handing the Ukrainian conflict over to UK. <laughs> um, I mean, UK, <laughs> UK just announced, what, a $3.2 billion uh, package uh, causing Russia to, uh, uh, Putin to declare, saying that it was an act of war. Um, uh, and uh, there's talk about maybe troops on the ground. Uh, UK troops. So, uh, you know, and, and of course, UK and the United States have been allies for a long, long time. So it, it could be he's trying to take some of that because he's getting a lot of flack for UK and Biden is. And they're probably trying to draw some so that some of that flack away from them and put it on somebody else. And so it looks like they're going to they're going to ask you guys to take some of that flack for a while. <laughs> so the, 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 the problem is that the supply chain to Ukraine is long for America and the UK as very short for Russia. And with the essentially limitless resources available to Vladimir Putin, it doesn't look so rosy when the people on Capitol Hill are quite publicly questioning further investment in Ukraine. That's exactly what happened with Afghanistan, telling the Taliban all we have to do to win is wait. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Well, because, you know, America's starting to lose interest in Ukraine. It, it's been going on way too long. Uh, it it should have been over with. Actually, I think it was a mistake from the get-go. I, uh, I think that Russia had valid reasons going into Ukraine, and I think it was due to United States meddling. Uh, and they have, Russia made it clear where they stand. And anybody that's studied history knows that Russians don't back down, period. I mean, uh, uh, Hitler uh practically destroyed that country all the way up to Moscow and still the Russians come back and uh, just tore up Hitler and his army. So uh, I, I honestly would not, I, I, I thought they should have gone a different route than what they did. And Lewinsky doesn't appreciate the money that he's getting. I think at one point he was saying he didn't want the money. He didn't want U.S. involvement. And and so why are we there? It, there is no strategic reason. You know, they said it was a humanitarian crisis, but the humanitarian crisis didn't start until America showed up and started meddling with Ukraine. Uh, before, it wasn't really a whole lot of people getting hurt. You know, uh, there was a talk about that the Ukraine was uh, actually killing their own citizens to make it look like that Russia was doing it because Russia did deny it at the time. But 
the you know and so i think that the whole thing is nothing but a big mistake uh and now hundreds of thousands of people are d dead and, and these are innocent civilians that are dying not you know and of course the army too and russia's threatening a nuclear war uh, uh here recently and and they just advanced a major offensive on Ukraine. And Russia has, just like you said, Russia has all these resources and experience. They're not they're not wanting to be trifled with. And, uh, you know, it's becoming a big Cold War. And I think United States is, you know, between, you know, like it was before, United States, and of course it looks like Great Britain's getting in on United States' side. But yeah, it, it all needs to end as far as I'm concerned. I will um, I will uh, want to put this into the context of Joe Biden uh, in a few minutes' time. Uh, you're listening to John Fine, a political scientist and writer, joining us live from the United States of America. We're going to talk about Joe Biden and his uh, courageous bid to spend another four years in the White House and, of course, his likely prime opponent, Donald Trump, who is endlessly facing charges, but apparently is unsinkable in the polls. All of that with me on The Lampetopic Show on TNT. You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Back in time, and who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor to the President. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming President of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's gonna protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism, or you're talking about communism. Socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism, but the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this 
basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com Today's News Talk Radio. Now we're talking. TNT. Lambert Opic with you for the next 40 minutes or so. Thank you for joining me uh, here on the Lambert Opic show live on TNT, the home of free speech. Uh, still with me, uh, we have political scientist and writer from the United States of America live in the USA, John Fine. Which part of the USA do you live in, John? I live in Woodland, Georgia, in the great state of Georgia. <laughs> uh, and so that means you're five hours behind the UK? uh yes it's uh, yeah i believe that's correct on the on the east coast uh i think yeah. not not many people realize that the united states is mainly desert so big in fact you're able to uh test your own atom bombs in the nevada desert uh but yeah. uh the other desert i'm beginning to see now is a desert of hopelessness in the biden administration uh he seems determined to stand for U.S. President. A few minutes ago, we were talking about the vagaries of his international policies. Why do you think that the Democrats have countenanced his alleged candidature in this very year when he's not going to get any younger? Well, I, I don't. I don't know why. Um, you know, the, the vibe is that the Democratic Party is moving away from Biden. I think this has got to be but the thing is, is they don't have anybody else viable that they can present to the public. OK, they've got a few do people that they may get some votes for, but they're they're not going to be the type of votes that can beat Trump. You know, they'll, they'll get half half at the very best. They'll get half the votes of uh, what Trump is now. Biden, believe it or not, of course, now. This is the time of the game where I believe the polls become unreliable. The polls are actually more reliable before you get close. Uh, the closer you get to the election, the the less likely the polls are going to be right. But when they're polling be way before, like uh, two years back, a year and a half, the polls are usually more reliable. But right now in the polls, Biden's in, in some of the polls, Biden's actually over Trump uh as far as fa favor to win and trump uh is over biden in some of them but they're like neck and neck so why, the polls why, bit, are, why are you saying just before you go on why are you saying the polls become less reliable in the run-up to the election they become less reliable because you've got actors out there who are trying to get the polls to read the way they want them to read to fool the American public. Now, I've believed this for years. Okay. And yeah, and so yeah, they go into a polling area and they say they poll, they say they're independent polls, right? 
but I don't believe so. And I've actually gone in and researched a few of these. And, and, and when you look at it democratic or, uh, when you look at the geographical location where the poll took place, uh, you'll see like there was a, it's a high democratic area. And then, uh, and, and, and the same thing with the Republicans, you know? And so, yeah, there, it's going to be favorable for their candidate. And uh, if they truly were going to do an independent poll, they would spread that over a wider area uh, and they would do it, you know, in, in, in counties that are more of a blue red uh, uh you know, in the United States, we got blue is the Democratic Party, red is the Republican Party, but a blue-red blue demographic is what you want. That way, you're going to get a good feel of what the people really need. But they don't. They'll they'll go to an all blue, all red, uh, or mostly blue, mostly red. And I, I just, you know, I just think they become unreliable the closer you get because they they want it to say what they want it to say and they're so, going to try uh, their very best to get it that way okay so i understand that i've seen i've seen poll uh, polls being held in the uk with the specific purpose of proving one thing or another for example if they're commissioned by a political party you have to be a bit suspicious of the published outcome yeah but looking at this from your professional experience john it seems from a distance that joe biden hasn't got a great grasp of leadership no. why then uh, do well, americans seem still to be either well from what you'll say level pegging him against trump well i i don't think american citizens are actually paying attention uh <laughs> i don't know that's a i don't uh, what you know where i'm at they're not okay uh, I, it, it's 50 miles from where I live to where I work. And I meet people at both ends, right? And one's Columbus, Georgia, which is a pretty big city. And then you got Woodland. And then I meet people the whole way. And, and most of the people that I meet are Trump supporters. You know, Georgia, even though the Democrats, uh, uh, illegally made Georgia a blue state last election. They, Georgia's not a blue state. I mean, it was two counties, I think, two, two counties that determined uh, Georgia being a blue state. And all the rest were red, you know? And so, uh, no, I just, it, it was, it was a very low number of counties that actually had blue votes in it and it was interesting too and there's been a lot of there's actually been a lot of talk about georgia lately uh and and in the cases coming up with that uh that the the election should never have been uh certified here in georgia uh and i had believed from the very beginning that the election shouldn't have been certified here in georgia mm -hmm. because <clears throat> i live here and most of the people I know wanted Trump to be in office. And and yet they they say we're a blue state and and that a few counties uh 
got more vote and it, it's it's interesting too that uh the the amount of people voted in those counties was uh way over the percent that usually vote in those counties and so that that's an example of your specific <laughs> state what i'm wondering is whether uh whether joe biden can hold it together for the guts of a year when people like bernie sanders who well, is, is a charismatic sort of democrat are calling him openly to distance himself from benjamin netanyahu now in the united kingdom at least when a party looks split the party loses it looks to me as if cracks are forming in the democrats are they yes absolutely and 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 and, and, and you know that's the reason why they, they the only joe is their security blanket okay uh because they know they can they know that they can present him as a viable president candidate even though he's old and even though he's got uh cognitive seems to be having cognitive troubles they 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 believe that they can present him because they did it against trump and won so and they're going to they're going to they they've got that as their their hold on of what they could you know present to the american public and the american public will accept it of course him as a viable candidate uh most you know in a, in a in a democrat states and and not in the republicans of course you know and, and you'll find here in america that people are pretty um party oriented they mm. they vote party uh, so if you got a democratic state, you're, it's always going to be Democrat vote. He's going to the president. So it really comes down to the swing states, and then that's where Biden will lose. He will lose in the swing states because Biden won't get out there and campaign. Now Trump will. Trump will campaign like you won't believe. He'll have these huge rallies in the swing states. The huge and and and, and you know. Thousands of people will come to him. Uh, he did that the last time, and he did it. He'll do it again. But Biden stayed in his basement <laughs> now, <laughs> and still won the presidency. He didn't even come out of his basement, you know. Maybe, but <laughs> maybe the maybe the maybe the theory is that the more people meet him, the fewer will vote for him. Uh, Boris Johnson in 2019 in the UK general election famously refused to get involved in much policy discussion because maybe they thought it was too risky and he won a great majority he won a big majority the, right. it seems though that uh although you're saying there could be a dark horse contender coming in uh and you've mentioned michelle obama others have said that too the democrats are running out of time because we're in january already the election campaign for trump is obviously in full swing we'll talk about him in a short while john kerry who I think was his climate envoy has stood down from that role to assist with Biden's campaign. It looks like they're gearing up for a serious bid. And you're saying that he might still be uh, replaced at the last minute. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount it. Uh, I wouldn't discount it. It, it. it really, it really depends on public opinion and how, uh, you know, he's the, the Trump, legal battles are actually he's losing in that the democrats are losing in that war uh, which you know i truly believe that the trump legal battles are 
just a, a war between the Democrat Party and trying to shame Trump enough to where people won't vote for him. Uh, they're totally bogus charges. They're totally bogus information. Uh, uh, and either either it's bogus or it's constitutionally protected. And either way, Trump is 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 innocent of all uh, of everything. And uh, he didn't act any different than any other president in history would have acted. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm getting off. I want to so, talk about Trump. Yeah. I want to talk about Trump separately in just a short while. But when it comes to Biden. Uh, I'm pressing this point because I can't see how at uh, any stage beyond around March, Biden could be replaced because it just looks like an act of desperation. Yeah, a well, you know, and I agree with you there. I don't think, but the, the thing is, if they get if and I'm sure they're testing the waters right now to see uh, that, you know, they can do these real into uh, quick polls. Uh, and test the waters to see what kind of reaction they would get from the American public. And if they could get a candidate that is flashy and that has some kind of uh, uh, niche that that uh, part of America would latch on to really fast, you know, and go viral with that, then, yes, they could win off that candidate, all right? And I'm sure they're testing those waters right now because I don't think they actually want Biden, but Biden is their safety net. So they're going to stick with Biden. They're going to put somebody like John Kerry in there. So you can, you know, you're getting a, you're getting a Biden with a John Kerry face, but the, uh, and, 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 and they're playing it safe, but at the same time, they're te- I think they're testing the waters to see if they can come up with this viral candidate that would get a lot of votes. So, yeah, it seems yeah. unlikely to me that you can do that in the time available because a new candidate either will have to have a ready-made reputation that you can point and shoot at the right. American people or well, that's, that, they have almost no time Michelle, to do it at all. Right, and that's why like Michelle Obama would be a good candidate because she does have a ready-made. She was the... Uh, president's uh uh you know she was first lady so mm-hmm. and, and she did a lot of things while she was in office that she could uh relate to and uh and, and actually pull in some of that public with uh is, and and, is, and she's a woman and so she could pull in a lot of votes being a woman too and is hillary clinton is hillary clinton definitely off the scene now is she finished uh, yeah, you know, she's been boycotted by both parties. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, anything with the name Clinton on it, it you, you can just pretty much say that they're done in politics. As far as I'm concerned, I, I, the, is that you speaking Clinton, or is it the political scientist speaking? Well, both, because, uh, you know, you, 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 you see er- you, everywhere you see anything that Clinton's involved in, uh, it's either scandal or it's, uh, it, 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 and, and, you know, you don't, you know, like Jimmy Carter, uh, when you see the article about Jimmy Carter, there was never no scandal or anything like that. He talked about it, uh, him going to his church, uh, them opening up a, a children's program and uh, something else. And it was always something positive, something good. You know, 
and he lost though but, he didn't get re-elected did he huh i no, don't think well, he got re-elected always, they thought he was a they thought he was a weak president um uh weak in in a lot of areas that a president should be strong in well but, uh yeah. coming up uh, that that's so much for biden in a moment i want to talk you talked about scandals uh we want to talk about probably the most scandalized president since Richard Nixon, who obviously got into deep water over Watergate. Uh, I'm going to ask you in a moment about uh, why Donald Trump seems to be a phenomenon that bucks almost every trend you've just described. Uh, scandal only seems to make him stronger. And he said so himself. He says, one more lawsuit and I'll become president. So I want to talk with you about the phenomenon of donald trump and why he some call him the boris johnson of american politics seems to be unsinkable uh, all of that with me Topic, here on tnt here's a bushfire fact bushfires can occur without warning so if you're traveling during bushfire season here are three simple steps to remember one check the fire danger rating before you go the higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. 2. Think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighbourhood safer place. 3. It's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire, and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. One in four Australian women experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Staying is dangerous, but leaving can mean homelessness for them and their children. With your generosity, the Salvos can provide crisis services and ongoing support, helping women find a way out of violence and a way back into a safe and stable life. Help us leave no one in need. Please donate to the Red Shield Appeal today. Lembet Opic on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Greetings. Welcome back to Lembitopic uh, on the Lembitopic show here on TNT, the home of free speech. Uh, we've got about a quarter of an hour to go with my uh, political scientist and writer guest uh, all the way from the United States of America live. Uh, John Fine, thanks for staying with us at what is a fairly early hour for you. Uh, Holly says, did he say he liked Michelle Obama? Uh oh. So maybe not everybody agrees with your view, John, about uh, about Michelle Obama. But I want to talk about a man who is no stranger to controversy himself is obviously Donald Trump. Now, you've been talking about people who have um, problems and uh, uh, scandal associated with them, none more so than Donald Trump. What is the endless attempt to cause him trouble doing to his ability to uh, to stand? Well, Donald Trump is a leader, always has been, always will be. Uh, you know, every every project that Donald Trump has put his hands on, he, he comes from a strong, supportive family uh, who also were very 
determined uh, leaders, and 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 they they instilled that into Donald Trump. Uh, uh, he and he's not just one of these leaders that leads uh, from the rear. He's he's actually one that leads from the front. He's right in there in the mix of it. You know, uh, I remember reading an article about him when he first started his first con- uh, construction company, and and he was right there driving the uh, uh, excavator or whatever it was that needed, the, the backhoe, the bulldozer, whatever needed to be driven. Donald Trump was right there uh, helping him do it. So, uh, and, and and there's a lot of stories of, like that. Uh, you know, really good leadership stories where he leads from the front. Uh, and, and we've seen that in his presidency that he led from the front. Well, a leader with that type of integrity, you it, they're hard to topple. You know, they're hard to bring them down because they know they're right. They know that they're doing the right thing. They know that they, that they're that what they're trying to do is is going to be good for whatever it is they're working on. So and 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 so that that kind of determination is hard to beat. Uh, uh, now, the, what drew my attention to this and why you're on today is because Trump seems to be surging ahead. Uh, the Iowa poll seems to show Trump far ahead of the other Republican candidates. I think I would have expected that. But at the same time, he's been ordered to pay $400,000 in costs to the New York Times, having lost a lawsuit there. And he launched a six-minute diatribe in court before he was cut off. He seems to break so many of the conventions of American politics, uh, where Traditionally, I think politicians have tried to look very conservative on both sides of the uh, divide, uh, safe pair of hands and everything else. But Donald has torn up the the rule book. Why is he so appealing to the public? Well, well, one thing, he's not a politician, you know, and I think that's that's part of his appeal. He's a businessman. I mean, you look at Ross Perot. Ross Perot got a lot of support. Uh, not because he was a politician, but because he was a businessman. And Donald Trump's the same way. And, and plus, he's kind of a Donald Trump has always been a TV celebrity. He's always been in the news. And, and, and you know, it's interesting, too, because I grew up around Donald Trump. And and, and when I was a boy, uh, the, the hype on Donald Trump was like he was the best thing since uh, uh, since white bread, you know, whatever, you know, he. He, he he was a very good person, and and you had all kinds of people bringing him on their on his show, talking about how great they. Were. And you know it was weird when he when he decided to run for president. Some of those same people said he was the worst person in the world, and and yet historically they were always supportive of him. So, um, you know, so that tells you that what they're saying today is not legitimate. They're only doing it to. Uh, to support their party and their party agenda, you know, and, and uh, which, you know, Donald Trump used to support the Democratic Party. And I think he was, yeah, he was on the Democratic Party at one time. So, uh, but, but he leads, he's a leader. He is a businessman. And, and he's a person that has worked, you know, blue collar, white collar. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, he's done them all and he works with the people. Now, 
uh, you know, he's not the best. He's not, you know, he's not perfect. Nobody is. But he's definitely somebody that, you know, when he says something, you know, he's going to do it. So and, and it's weird, too, because when I was when I was young enough to understand what Donald Trump was saying, uh, he hasn't changed his his vision and his policies were the same back then as they are today. He's saying the exact same information. He hasn't changed his mind in any way. He's not wishful. He doesn't try to play both fields like Biden. You know, he, he's not uh, uh, stepping on this side, stepping on that side. No, Donald Trump has t- basically tunnel vision. He stays directly at the path that he that he wants to go. And he, he doesn't he, change. He's, he's, yeah. he's up on all kinds of different charges. Uh, which Trump himself describes as something of a witch hunt. I sometimes feel what's happening here is a sense of public sympathy to a very relatable man who's made very relatable lifestyle choices. Okay, he's very rich, but he's made very relatable lifestyle choices. And uh, some of the stories about him are very human stories. And as you say, he doesn't come across as a politician. Of course, the establishment and Capitol Hill don't like that. But could it be that he reaches out precisely as you've implied, because he has maintained the common touch. He does get thousands upon thousands of people coming to his rallies. And actually, to be honest with you, he's quite amusing. Yeah. Yes. And he's very personal, too. I mean, if Donald Trump walks up to you on the street, it's like talking to your best friend. Uh, he's he's very you know, and he's not at all the way the press portrays him. Uh, when you when you when you you know, and I've read stories. I haven't met him myself in person, which I would I would really love to meet Donald Trump in person. Uh, I have been to the Trump Tower. I went all the way to the top. I did that, but I didn't meet. Unfortunately, Donald Trump wasn't there when I, I actually went there to see if I could just see him, but he wasn't there. But uh, uh, he he's very personal and he does. He's got that ability to reach mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, uh, his cra- charismatic or I think, you know, pragmatic. Yeah. Uh, pragmatic, uh, yeah. Uh, can't, down to the brass tacks here. Is there anything which is being thrown at him? that could legally prevent him from standing for president. And uh, I cite one example of that, which is the attempt by certain states to prevent him from being a candidate in his own selection or his, his well, presidential candidature, sorry. Yeah, well, that's that's all a dog and pony show because the states that are doing that are states that are always vote Democrat anyway. And Donald Trump's not going to win there regardless. So they're just using that as a, dog and pony show saying, hey, look, look, Donald Trump uh, got ruled out of it. And, and, and I think that's staged. I think that they they actually planned that and they're probably going to do a few more states that are definitely Democratic states. You definitely will not get that out of a Republican state or a state that's half Republican and half Democrat or, and, you know, or an independent state. You won't get them out of there either. So, so that so that's uh, that, not going to stop him from standing, but he's got all these legal cases, the uh, the lawsuits and so forth. Do any of them yeah, prevent no. him from standing? 
No, he he can be in prison if he and still run for still run the country. So <laughs> there really is no laws that keeps him from running uh, uh, because of these uh, these cases. And and, and uh, uh, you know, and most most of the charges, as far as the uh, uh, things that he did when he was president, uh, you know, the personal cases or lawsuits and stuff. Yeah. He's just going to have to deal with those on his own. And, 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 and those will play out in court, but the ones that actually pertain to his, when he was in office, uh, I honestly believe those are all trumped up charges. They're not, excuse the pun, but they're not. And, and they're all constitutionally protected. And I think in the end, they're just going to say that, uh, that they're, that they, uh, it, that, that he was protected under the Constitution, and they're going to dis- dismiss the charges. That's what I believe. Uh, let, let's move on to two other elements. Uh, I want to ask you some predictions. What do you think is going to happen in terms of America's relationship with Zelensky and the war there? From my perspective, it looks to me like Washington is trying to wriggle out of the financial investment in Zelensky because they don't think he's going to win. Yeah, yeah, I I have to agree with you on that one um, because uh, we're we've been pumping billions of dollars in there in Russia. Russia keeps uh, winning the objective. So uh, and and, and I, you know, like I said before, I think it's a mistake. You don't you don't go up against Russia and expect them to uh, put their tail between their legs and walk away. That's not going to happen. You're not going to. Uh, no Russian will ever do that. They are, they are uh, a very strong country. One of the oldest countries in the system of countries. So uh, you know, China and Russia are both right there together. That's you know the cradle of civilization. So uh, you know, they they're not going to back down and and. And Russia has the resources, they have the manpower, uh, they have the technology and everything to continue this battle, and and they're going to win. So why pour all those dollars into something that's a, a losing uh, a losing effort? Would would it look bad for Biden if he shut that down before the election, or would it help him? Um. Uh, yeah, that's I'm a good sure. question. Okay, that's a good question. From- I think it would. I would think it would hurt. I would think it hurt him. I think mm-hmm. that the uh, the people that are able to uh, work that kind of angle are going to actually uh, tell him, uh, make it look like you know it's a bad decision. Okay, and the other person, the other point about it is. Uh, the Israel-Gaza situation. Uh, everybody knows that American politics is closely associated with Israel, but Biden's in a bind, isn't he? Because public opinion is quite sympathetic to the Gazans on the basis that there's been such a lot of death there. What yeah. implications does Biden's positioning, and actually now Bernie Sanders coming out telling Biden to distance himself from Netanyahu, who what implications does that have on Biden's prospects and potentially fundraising prospects too? 
Well, I think that would have a big, uh, big implication because uh, you will find that Israel has a lot of support from Americans. Uh, the the percentage of Americans that support Israel is very high, uh, especially in the red states. So uh, I think it would hurt him that, that if he, he pulls away and distances himself from Israel. I, I, I did read the other day where he's talking about the two-state initiative, which which is the way that it should have been handled from the very beginning. Uh, and, and, and I have a different th- uh, spin on the two-state initiative than everybody else. I, I actually think that uh, instead of the United States being the uh, lead dog on this initiative, that the Arab nations should be the lead dog. And that the two-state, I, I do believe the two-state initiative is the is the one thing that will fix everything over there. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I think that mm-hmm. the I think the Arab nations should give up some of their land that borders those countries to to and provide some of that land so, because mm-hmm. you know really the the wars over uh, the 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 battles over space. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at uh, uh, both Israel. And uh, Palestine's and pa- Palestine, they 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 got more people packed in a place where they can't, they ain't got no room to grow. So I want to finish. I want to finish with a couple of predictions, John. Uh, uh, by the way, Hemingway says the destruction of Trump isn't politics; uh, it's it's a power grab. Uh, so some sympathy for what you've said there. Two predictions: Who's going to be the Democrat candidate? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go with Biden on that one, even though okay. I think that there there's a, a definite maybe of a dark horse coming in. But I'm going okay. to go with and Biden. For, and for the Republicans, I'm guessing you think it will be Trump. Oh, absolutely. Trump. And you fin- know, fin- uh, the only person. Yeah. Go ahead. The final thing of a very short time. I just want to, you to make this prediction. Who's going to win? Trump. Uh, if If it's done legally. If it's a All legal right. <laughs> election, <laughs> Trump will win. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. John, Jones from Wales says, by the way, he's been to Trump Tower as well. What a coincidence. John, thanks very much indeed for joining us live from the United States of America to talk about the developing stories in relation to Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back again pretty soon. Uh, that was John Fine, a uh, political scientist and writer in the United States. Well, we're almost out of time now. I just want to read you this message uh, from Hidden in plain sight. Uh, yes, that's the entire end game. Folks are distracted by personalities and staying control up. This or staged that. Uh, it's rubbish. Uh, who's really behind the curtains pulling the levers? Is Rena Lelbo, apparently. Interesting. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Thank you to my guests and thank you to my team as well. Uh, Great to work with you. Uh, And uh, I'll be back again next Saturday. Uh, But coming up uh, all week, remember, one of my guests, Ali Roberts, starts her show at 0800 uh, Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, That's every day, a wonderful hour of comedy and comment. And she'll be talking about the World uh, Economic Forum as well. Uh, That's one of those dark organizations that does so much to influence our lives. I've really enjoyed the day. I hope you have a wonderful day, whatever you're doing. Stay with TNT. This is the Lambert Show. Thanks for listening.